Hello guys and welcome back to Explorer 24. Episode 6 today, uh, we had, I believe, Newport County, the previous episode. It was a crazy episode talking to my arch nemesis. Not really arch nemesis, but playoff semi-final nemesis. Um, today we've got a Plymouth Argyle fan. I was supposed to have Alex on, but um, today I've got Nick Tomlinson as a replacement. How are you, mate? Not too bad, mate, yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Keeping, keeping this podcast going, so people can listen into them and have as much content as they possibly can with yeah, the, awesome. with these crazy times that we're in for for an extra three weeks in quarantine but they've been yeah, saying at least so it's not been good but we've we've got you on today Plymouth Argyle have a, have, let's have a brief overview how did you get into supporting Plymouth then well, I've been supporting Plymouth since about four years old I'm 31 now um, my dad took me to my first game when I was about four and it's kind of just stuck ever since it's not there's no real hundred. So there's no real moment where I just snapped and I became a Plymouth Argyle fan. It's just sort of been part of life, really, since I've been since I've been around. My dad took me to my first game, and that was that, really. I mean, is it your local club or? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's my local club, yeah. From what I've what I've noticed, every single fan that I've bought on local club, so it, it shows that EFL football comes a long way, especially in the local community, which is absolutely fantastic. And what I want to hear, how have you how have you found supporting Plymouth since the uh, age of four? Then it's been, we got our ups and downs. Like I said, I mean, my first real euphoric moment was Wembley '96, where we, it was our first uh, trip to Wembley, where we won against Darlington in the playoff final again, one uh, 0 um, and then from there it was quite a few years of hurt and pain and been in the bottom bottom two leagues of uh, the English league uh, up until about what it was 2001 2002 and we got promoted back into what is now League One mm. um, and then we, we spent a season there consolidated and went straight up again then into the championship and we spent uh, I think we got four or five seasons in number five or six seasons in the championship which was just you know at the time take, you take it for granted but at the time it, is, it was one of the best spells of the club's career um, you know the club's history sorry and um, yeah it was it was fantastic times we had some brilliant players at the club and we had players like Akos Buzaki Peter Almosi uh, we've had David Norris we've had um, Yannick Balassi we've, we've had some top top quality players that have come through you know through through the club and um, and then it all went wrong uh, from there we had um, a lot of financial problems uh, the club spent way beyond their means with the, the owners that we had. They put a lot of money into a World Cup bid um, when, when England were looking to host uh, the Russia mm. World Cup. was the Russia World Cup? Yes, we were yes. looking to host that. And Plymouth put a bid together to be one of the host cities. And they ploughed a lot of money into that. And when it fell through, mm. obviously that materialised into nothing. And we lost we lost quite a bit of money on that. And from there, the club nearly... We were, we were hours from going out of business. We were hours from doing a bury, basically. Mm. Um and then we were bought by James Brent, a local businessman. Um, he then turned the club around and made the club financially stable. And now we're owned by uh, Chairman Simon Hallett, who's a, a US-based businessman, who's a, a local lad, he's a Plymouth Argyle fan. And he's just put seven to eight million pound plus into uh, finishing off the new grandstand and, and building the new grandstand, which is going to make uh, Plymouth Argyle a sustainable club going forward um, through non-match day revenue. So at the moment, obviously, a, club, a football club's biggest asset is their stadium. Mm. Um, we were only using that asset two or three times a month. Mm. Well, now with the new grandstand, we're able to use that asset every day of the week every day of the year so it brings more money into the club making us more financially stable and obviously that then can go back into the playing staff yeah exactly that's that's what you're wanting a, uh, a nice stable club which is sustainable and 
You don't want to be doing a Barry because it, from what we've what we've saw with Barry, it's absolutely tragic. But we'll go into the first question. Well, we've had a bit of a background check from you, really, and how you started supporting Plymouth. And uh, the first real question is: I've asked every single fan this. Uh, what were your expectations going into this season, really? Minimum expectation was playoffs. Um, I think with the squad we had, with the managers that we the manager that we had come in, the financial uh, stability of the club. I think for me, the minimum expectation that I had coming into the season was was playoffs being relegated into the division we had to go back up we have to go back up first time around mm. um, and yeah so my, my expectations was playoffs going down let's let's go briefly back to the season where you went down what what happened what made you go down I, I've, I've had a lot of Argyle fans refer to it as a um, needless relegation and it was mm. I mean we had some really quality players that should never have been in a re- relegation squad I think the key reason for the relegation was um, a break. look from the outside looking in it, look, it looked as though the dressing room was lost, lost by the manager that was in charge at the time mm-hmm. um, he became very disillusioned uh, he then alienated the fans I think at one stage he caught ups um, so yeah there was there was a lot of breakdown and a lot of people fell out of love with the club and I think a lot of the players were just disillusioned and it, it just they weren't playing for the manager that's one thing that you don't want a, a club which I mean, I want, I want. You're, you're a quite big club in my opinion, especially, yeah, we especially with the stadium. I went to the Plymouth Argyle game, which was yeah, 18th of January, that away day. Your stadium is very nice, and I must admit, you are a big club, a big club down well, in League Two. Which... When we went to Wembley a few years ago, we went, to, we had a playoff final against um, Wimbledon uh, in 2016, off the top of my head, I think it was. Mm. Uh, we took 40,000 fans to Wembley. League two player fire. Exactly, there you go. Like you see with other playoffs, uh, especially last season with Newport and Tramney. There were there are a few fans going, but it wasn't as full. Like you said, you took forty thousand fans to a playoff final at Wembley, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. So especially our average, away, our average away attendance this season is it's been if you if you were to, to have a league table of away attendances as well, we've got the highest average away attendance. I think it was just over a thousand, which is our average at the moment. Uh, we took we took twelve hundred away on a Tuesday night to Salford. So I mean, our, our away following is fantastic as well. We are, like I said, we, we are being big headed. We are a big club in a, in a division which we probably shouldn't be in. But at the end of the day, the league table, the, you know, the league say where you are, and you you get relegated for a reason. And that's why we are where we are. I mean, it was a needless relegation, but you have, I want to say. Well, I'm looking at the league table now, and you are third. So, clearly yeah. the season has gone well for you, being yeah. only behind by a point to Crew and yeah. Swindon. So, clearly it's gone well, and we'll have a quick brief overview from you yeah. on how the season went. So, I've had a glance, as, we, as the listeners already know, and you're third in League 2. So, could you give us a brief overview, a brief summary of how the season went the ups the downs yeah um so the start of the season uh, was a bit slow um obviously we had we signed 10 new players um and they slowly they didn't gel as quickly as uh, a lot of fans had hoped mm. so the first i think probably the first two or three months of the season was quite slow then around christmas time we picked up and we started putting results on the board and we've we've not really looked back since um we put some really big results on the board. We've got some really big. We've had some really big away wins. We've had some really big home wins as well. Um, and we've picked up points against the teams at the top of the table. 
and we are where we are because of that. If we had a stronger start of the season, who knows where we could have been? We could have been top. I mean, you, you never know. But at the end of the day, we are where we are. Um, like I say, we're a point off top of the league at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and without okay. this virus, I'm sure we would have chased down Swindon and Crew, and we would have given them given a really good, really, really good run for their money. I'm hoping that the season can get completed and we can, can and we can continue that form and continue to do that. Um, but like I say, at the moment we are where we are, and uh, I'm pleased with how the season's gone. I mean, that's. That's what I've said in every single episode of this podcast. Hopefully, the season does get restarted, but it's looking more more or less likely that it will be behind closed doors, from what some sources say. But there's been there's been an EFL um, statement that's been released, which I've not read into, and it hasn't confirmed anything as of yet. But hopefully, the yeah. season does get restarted. And yeah, you're looking you've been looking great, especially since January. You've you've kicked on. You're in the top three, so would you would you take? I'd I'd gladly take top three, but do you think you'd be swaying between the seventh and the first mark anywhere between there, or would you, do you think any lower? Personally, from an outsider's point of view, I'd say you'd be getting automatics and going straight Personally, back up yeah. to straight back up to League One. Yeah, but for it's, me, it's got to be automatics now. Yeah. Where, where we are, we I mean the position we put us, we find ourselves in now. Automatics has to be the uh, the goal. Um, anything other than that with the state of the season that we've had and the quality of the players that we've got would be probably disappointing um, but yeah so for me it's definitely got to be automatics well there you go the man said it himself definitely automatics and yeah we'd be I, I want to say we'd be definitely seeing the likes of crew it's been it's been a really weird season for crew but Less on crew, um, more on Plymouth and the great season that you've had and hopefully that you can go back up to League One without stumbling in the playoffs. So we've had an overview of the season and just looking back on the season as well, um, who do you think your standout players or player was this season and why? Uh, for me, standout player has to be Anthony Sarsovich. Um He was... Part of the squad last year that got relegated, um, and uh, Ryan Lowe when he came in, he gave all the players uh, an opportunity to right the wrongs of the previous season and, and sign on and stay with the club and, and help get the club back into League One. Um, and Anthony Sarsovich was one of those players who said, "Yeah, I, I feel partly responsible for this. I'm staying." Um, he could have he could have quite easily got a club in League One. He's a quality quality player, yeah. um, but he decided to stay. Um, we've always said. As Argo fans, if he could add goal scoring to his game, um, wouldn't be with us. And he started to add goal scoring to his game. So um, he's been he's been phenomenal for us. He's been just by far by far and away the standout player for for Argo this year. Well, I mean, looking just looking at his stats right now, thirty one games, ten goals, six assists. What more yeah. do you want from? A central midfielder, attacking midfielder, defensive mid. Who can play anywhere in the midfield through the centre? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's correct. I mean, like I so said, there's plenty of players that we've had this season that you could say have been standout players. I mean, mm-hmm. Danny Mayer, for example. Okay, he hasn't scored the goals that he scored last year in League One with Bury, but he's so instrumental to the goals that we do score. But if if he's on the ball, he brings two two other players with him. So straight away, he's creating space for other players, and it's it's that kind of things that Danny Mayer has been doing. Um, you could mm-hmm. say Ryan Hardy. We got him on, on loan from Blackpool. He scored more goals coming off the bench than any other player, and 
rightly so, he's ended up earning his, his uh, place in the team to start. We had Luke Jeffcott, who's been out on loan for the first half of the season at Truro City. We brought him back and he started scoring goals. So there's there's plenty of players in, in this team that you could say have had a standout season. It's just, I think for me, Anthony Sarsovich has been the more consistent player through the, the first half of the season into the second half of the season. I mean, he is an absolutely phenomenal player. And like you said, if he could have added goals to his game, which he has done, be an even greater player. And we're going to we're gonna have another look at another player. If, is, have Plymouth had any standout youngsters that have come through? Luke Jekyll would be the one that I would say. He's, I'd say he went out on loan early on in the season to Truro City uh, to former uh, assistant manager Paul Watton and club legend Paul Watton, who's managing down there. Um, so he um, went there with scoring a hat full of goals for them. Um, Ryan Lowe said, there's always said, he's always said that if you're scoring goals as a striker, you're going to be in the team. Mm. Um, so he recorded him in January, um, to which a lot of Argyle fans didn't see it coming. Um, he put him in the starting 11 for a game away at, I want to say it was Scunthorpe, I think it was. And he scored two goals on his uh, on his first league debut for the club. Um, and he's not looked back since. He scored some very important goals for us this season in, since January. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been by far the standout youngster that's going through. Yeah, that's what you want him from a striker, and especially the goals, the most important goals that he's scored. He's not looked back, and you're in the league position that you're in right now. So, can't, can't be yeah. complaining with the goal-scoring record that he has had. Well, it's been a very enjoyable episode from my end. As per usual, I always enjoy recording these podcasts and thank you for coming on. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure for having you on, Nick. No problem, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, asking me to do it. We'll, we'll probably see Nick feature soon when, when I do another version of Explore the 24. But it will be more of a preview edition if obviously with the new season starting in August, September time. So hopefully we'll see Nick back on winning mentality soon. And yeah, do, Nick, I know you've got a Twitter page and I've had a look at it and it's great. Do you want to plug it a little bit? Yeah, I, I run a fan script for um, Plymouth Argyle called uh, PAFC Displays. Uh, mm. Basically what we do is we um, do all stadium displays at the club. So we've got uh, some stadium flags, surfer flags that we have. Um, one fills the entire Devonport end, which is one stand behind the goal. Yeah. Um, the others are probably two-thirds two smaller than that, mm. but it's still pretty big. It's still 24 uh, metres long and 19 and a half metres high. So it's, we've got some of those. And we've got loaded pitch-side flags as well, which kids like to wave on a match day. Yeah. So we get the kids on pitch-side with them, um, and they, they wave them before the players come out and, mm. and the players line up. And, uh, yeah, we just try and create a bit of atmosphere, really, at the ground. And uh, we've, done, we've done all sorts, from balloons to streamers and flags we do loads and um it's all, all everything that we do is donated by money is donated by fans so it's a, a real community spirit in there yeah that's it sounds great hopefully it keeps on going hopefully like the season it kick starts again and we see the yeah. season keep on going again thank you guys for listening and i shall see you next time